Hello everyone, it is Saturday, June 17th. Welcome to Pop Goes the Girls, where we, two sisters born a decade apart, take a parade through our respective journeys through pop culture. I'm Daisy Kosh. And I am Chelsea Davidson. This episode is not sponsored by Maynard's Wine Gums, despite the fact that we will be eating them for the entirety of the episode, and Chelsea's already started. <laughs> yeah, th this was a bad choice for me, because this is one of my favorite candies. Anyway, this week is Filmed in Toronto Week. So naturally, we will be discussing movies filmed in Toronto or the Toronto area. The GTA for us. The GTA us that, for us, us that live for in us that it, live you know, in the GTA. We're, we're the cool ones. <laughs> Each week, we talk about pop culture artifacts that shaped us and why they're memorable. We also have a fan theory fight club where we argue the merits or detriments of some of the fan theories surrounding interpreting different pop culture items. And and it, this is like you're losing your shit about it this week. Yeah, I'm actually really excited. <laughs> I, I you haven't let me have a fan theory for a while because of what happened with Pixar in our let pilot. You? Okay, you know what? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, you've yes. been you've been naturally being like, I've got one, so I've got you don't theory. touch. I've got the yeah. theory. Don't you, worry. You it's a touchy. shit theory and it's okay because yeah. it's short. Um and lastly we'll play a quick round of Twist the Sister where one of us loves something that the other hates or doesn't know anything about, and we open it up to a poll for you, our lovely listeners, to decide which sister is right. Whether that be me or Chelsea, who knows? Who cares? We're just in it to argue. So, um, our pop culture <laughs> artifact for our- We're just our... in it to argue should we have are. been the slogan. <laughs> yeah, but that should have been the name of it. Should have been Pop Culture the Girls. We're in it to argue We're should have been the name. We're just in it to argue. Um, so our pop culture artifact, uh, we watch this at the same time, which is always fun. I love when we see something at the exact same time. Watched what? Our pop culture artifact, which is, it's got two different names, which is interesting. For us, it would be the F word. If you're Canadian. Yeah. But in the States, you said it was called What If. Can I talk to you about something? I just had sex and I'm about to eat nachos! It's the greatest moment of my life! Unless you screw it up with whatever it is you're about to say. It's about your cousin. She's my cousin. It's like incest. She's not my cousin. Yeah, but you're like my brother, so it's like my brother asking my advice on how to incestuously bang my cousin. Oh, I'm not. She, well, she has a boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. He's been coming over for Thanksgiving and Christmas for the past five years. Who gives a shit about changing the name if you're literally going a little farther south? Like, we are... Was there a reason why they changed it to the F... Like, the F word is the original title? Were they concerned that kids were going to think that the F word was not friends? Is this like a censorship... Censorship. Censorship. Censorship issue. That's how I feel about censorship. It's an exorcism. Yeah. Is this a censorship? Yeah. Oh, my God. By the way, the wine gums, I love the really dark ones. You can't hear... Like, don't open the candy right beside the microphone. No one can hear you past that point. Oh, that was supposed to be for you and me anyway. Leave the dark ones for me. I really love the really dark ones. Oh, perfect. I hate them. I love them so much. I think they're blackcurrant flavored. Anyway, getting distracted already. Um, So we're talking about the F word, but if you don't know the F word, you have... Harry Potter is in it. You've got Daniel Radcliffe, a.k.a. Harry Potter. Dr. Harry. You have Zoe Kazan, who you might know from The Big Sick. She was also... I love Zoe Kazan. She was in, um... She played the youngest sibling in It's Complicated, mm -hmm. which is a very obscure thing, but I remember her being yeah. that. Yeah. We both love Zoe Kazan. Yeah, um, she's a great actress. And, basically, he gets dragged to this big party because someone's either moving... Or, I don't remember the reason why they're all at this party, but... Daniel Radcliffe gets dragged there by Adam Driver, who's like his best friend. He drags him there. And, he and he's very antisocial. Like, yeah. It is truly dragging. He, 
he he really um he went through a bad breakup yeah you you don't know the specifics on it yet but goes through a breakup doesn't really want to do anything he just kind of wants to mope he stopped his career because of the breakup yeah. happening he was going to be a doctor yeah but he drops out yeah so his life is kind of on hold and he's he's going through some shit. he's in limbo yeah well um he's kind of just like standing by the fridge for the whole night he gets out the, a beer every once in a while he plays with the magnetic poetry and at this point, he meets Zoe Kazan's character. Chantry. Chantry. Yeah, Chantry. I was about to say, I can't remember her name for some reason. Um, and he quite instantly likes her. Like, it's an instant connection. Yeah. It's not necessarily romantic initially, but he instantly is drawn to her, and she's drawn to him, and they kind of just chat for the whole night. Which means And really enjoy deal. themselves. Big deal because of Because of the is. fact that he hates everybody right now. Yeah. It's huge that he actually connects with her. Well... Um, they agree because after they've been talking for hours and hours and hours, at the end of the night, when he kind of walks her home, she basically lays it out, I have a boyfriend, we can only be just friends. And he's like, that's fine with me, as long as I get to keep you in my life, sure. Um, but through this whole process, uh, he quickly realizes he wants to be more than that, but he respects her boundaries, he's not going to do anything about it, she's got a boyfriend, he gets that. And it's not one of those situations where he's trying to, like, break them up. It's, he's not like that at all. He genuinely will let her be who she's with, even though he doesn't like him. He thinks he's a bit of a dick. And having seen the movie, I agree he is a dick. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 He, he's such a shit. Um, but for me, the things that stood out for me, and it follows kind of their story as their friendship, possibly their relationship. Not going to spoil it any more than that. But there's also an additional storyline that's woven through it, which is Adam Driver and her friend. I can't remember her name now. I want to say she, Nadine, but that's not right. It could be. Natalie? It, no, it could be Nadine in this. Because she does have a... I love her as well. Yeah. Well, well you her. love her because of There was um, an episode Black of Mirror. Black Mirror. Yeah. yeah. It's the only episode of Black Mirror that I love. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that series, but I love the episode she was in. Yeah. Um... But she's, like she's also they're, been in they're also other they, I love too. they also have a love story going on at the same time as their friendship sides. blooming. For, for this reason, it reminds me of when Harry met Sally. Yeah, but there's like two going on. Yeah, and it's their friends that are get hooking up, and they're not mm. because they're just friends. Yeah. Um. Well, for me, some things that stood out. I love their little meet cute. You know, you know, with the beginning with yeah. the cool gold sandwich and all of that. No, no, no. The specific meet cute of him doing the magnetic poetry. Oh, okay. Because, one, I'd never seen magnetic poetry before until I saw the F word. Really? And, yeah, like, I'd seen it in stories, but I didn't really understand what the hell it was. Like, I just thought it was, like, one of those, like, dry erase boards you slap it on your it's fridge and start writing shit. It's It is super expensive. I have it on my Amazon wish list. I check it out on Etsy constantly to see if there's sales. It is so pricey, and I want it so bad. <laughs> um, anyway. Here's a gift that I need to remember. Magnetic poetry. Oh, yeah. For the weird one in your family. <laughs> yeah. There, you can buy whole kits, Just You have the feelings one, you have movie lines, all sorts. It's crazy. It's on my Amazon wish list. Just check it out. I shared it with you. Anyway, okay. <laughs> um, I like the love story that kind of goes on between Daniel Radcliffe and Zoe Kazan in it. I find it awesome that they successfully... If you don't, you hate this movie. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, you have to be invested in that love story. I also think it's a huge success because, for me personally, when I see Daniel Radcliffe, I think he looks like The Walking Dead. Like, he's so pale and sickly looking to me yeah. that he the fact that they made a dead character mm -hmm. once yep. like a yeah. dead guy i love that the dead movie. guy who farts a lot you've watched that movie yeah 
I really like it. It's got um her from Ted Lasso, funnily enough. Um, what's her name? Name that movie. Are we talking about the same movie? You know Keeley in Ted Lasso? Yeah. She was in it. It's called Horns. No, no. He's a demon in it. No, no, wrong movie. We're talking about something else? Yeah. Okay. It doesn't matter. Um, that, that was something, that was wild, that was, I loved that. Like, it's a surprise villain, but I figured out the villain, because I feel like my I life- I like Juno Temple. My, my, my life of criminal minds at a young age has made me such an investigator, that when I'm watching something, something that's supposed to be like a surprise twist, I'm sitting there like, I was feeling this at five minutes in. There's a detective, and then there's like a Hollywood detective, and you're a Hollywood <laughs> <I> detective. <am. laughs> you're like, well, based on the music that played when this character entered the room, he's clearly the villain. Eh. Nobody walks into a room with. Hey, such a I music successfully playing. just slight tangent here. I successfully guessed the mole in the new the new version of the mole that they brought out like last year. Hollywood detective. Within seconds, Chelsea. The second you met the mole, I said they are the mole. I said it's that person or it's that person. And by the end oh, of the episode, I said they are the mole. And mom goes, I'm not sure. I'm not sure because I watched it with mom. And at the end of it, what don't when, you watch with mom? You watch everything with mom. Yeah. She's my watching partner. Otherwise, I watch shit by myself. It's me <laughs> riding solo with a TV or mom is next to me. Those are the two options. Um, okay. And then the other option is I force Granda to watch something. Uh, anyway, uh, like, like. Uh, you, need, you need some more, more screening partners. Yeah. You need to expand your circle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, my problem is that, okay. We're getting off topic. What are you talking topic. about detectives for? Anyway, I don't even, um, I can't connect. We ended up getting distracted. I was trying to talk about how Daniel Radcliffe is actually hot in this. He actually becomes someone that you think is cool because he's funny, he's cute, and he actually like he goes from being like dead British guy like that look to like, huh? He deserves Zoe Kazan by the end of it. Because you like his character already, but I think it made him hotter. Like, how you feel about Seth Rogen is how I felt about Daniel Radcliffe. Just for this movie, not in general. I don't find him that attractive. But for this movie, I found it was oh, no, kind I of like, Seth Rogen and everything. stars and fireworks around him by the end of it. Anyway, the other thing that I liked, I like the small little cute moments within it. Like what you mentioned before, the fool's gold. The fool's gold sandwich. The fool's that was nice to... I love, like, quirky stuff like that. Like, yeah. 500 Days of Summer quirky shit. Yeah. That's what I love. I eat it up. I also love the whole shit. change room scene where he promises not to look when she's stuck in the dress because she insists yeah. that she's a size that she's not. Yeah. She wanted to be like, screw you, woman. I can wear the size six even though I'm an eight. I forgot about that scene entirely. Yeah. I love that. I thought that was so sweet and so cute because he really does, like, keep his eyes closed and then he peeks a little, and then he closes them again before she can see him, and she was hoping he was peeking, which I think is just so cute. I also love the moment in the hospital where you find out about his breakup, and she's supportive, especially considering it's a time where he needs to be a bit supportive as well. Wasn't he trying to like, get something out of the vending machine? Yes. Okay. The, like, right. disgusting sandwiches. Like, it's it's, yeah. it's the worst food you've ever seen in a hospital, yeah. ever. Yeah. And he's like, you don't want to eat that. That's left there for months. Yeah. Like, there's stuff in there. That's got mayonnaise um, in it. That's been there since a Yeah, I liked decade. the relationships. I liked that it was... A, I enjoyed the whole friends-to-lovers trope used within it. Oh, because, doing your tropes again. Yeah. You like I did. I do. I do. I did. I liked it. You did. You do. You did. You yeah. Did. What about you? What did, What was it for you that you liked with the F word? Well, I do want to, because of the theme of the week, I do want to recognize that within like 10 seconds of this movie start, starting, you see the CN Tower mm -hmm. and you also see the gardener. 
Like if you know if you know the gardener, you see the gardener. And just for people who don't know Toronto, gar the gardener runs clean across the city. It is a segment of the highway. I was gonna say explain it's, that it's a highway because the gardener is, sounds like a job. It is it is crumbling. It is a piece of shit highway. But it is everyone drive on it immediately. It is essential. <laughs> it is essential. No, the, I'm scared of the gardener. I don't yeah. get on the gardener, and, and it's really well, it disrupts you my time. You, you imagine Final I Destination happening when you drive on it. It's not that bad. Like, I'm saying it, like, it's... No, if you're, like, oh, a hypochondriac like me, though. I, like, hypochondriac. Not a hypochondriac, but, like, uh, um... I have a fear of structural integrity. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a fear that the... All I can think is, like, who's to say that the person working on this particular bridge wasn't an idiot? There's no way to know for yeah, sure, Yeah, people right? lie about their qualifications all the time. There's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody has somebody in their workplace where they're just like, that guy should not be here. How did he get this job? Or how did she get this job? And the answer is always nepotism. <laughs> it's, not, it's not always nepotism. It's half the time nepotism. Okay. But who's to say that that's not the person who designed the freaking bridge? So I'm very fearful when it comes to structural integrity all the time. That's one of my biggest fears, really. It yeah. really is. So I don't like getting on the gardener. Yeah. I will be on it for the minimum amount of time. I, I have added time to my travels through the city. To avoid the gardener. To avoid the gardener. So in keeping with the whole filmed in Toronto Street. theme, we, we love our city, but we're scared of parts of our city. <laughs> Anybody from here is scared of the freaking gardener. They'll avoid it. They'll um, walk. Uh, but from from that, what else impacted you other than the fact that... Oh, it's a great... It's a really well... I, I want to say it's a really well-performed movie because the story on its own is not that particularly great. It feels like even an indie movie almost. Yeah, even the writing is not particularly great, but the performances are so stellar that come from every single actor. Adam Driver in particular, I find... His charisma really shines in this, even though his because part he is... could easily just be like a stiffler yeah. character. Like he is, because that's, that's yeah, yeah. He is a he's the life of the party that contrasts with like the fact that he's socially awkward and wallflower type character with the yeah. main character. He's just supposed to be a contrast. He's supposed to be like, like the extrovert to his introvert and, is what it's supposed and to be. And to be honest, like prior to this, my only experience with Adam Driver was girls. In, was in girls. Yeah. Yes, and I hated. Adam Driver like everyone was swooning and I was like who is this fuck like I hated him so much I thought everybody who wanted anything to do with it even as he started to redeem himself later in the series I was like I still remember you though I remember what you were yeah and, and I've gone back to it and I'm like I have the same thing sometimes I'm like you have the one empathetic. role where there's such a dick that you can't <laughs> see there as anything it. else it ruins a lot it, yeah and then he's a dick in, in the other thing that he's done the, what, the marriage Star story? Wars. No. Oh. oh, yeah, he's a dick in Marriage Story. Like, he's just been a dick in too many things to the point that I should not like him in this. But he's so charismatic that I that it works. He, he does a great job. You can so, tell that he actor. cares. I think the thing that makes you uh, like him is the fact that he cares. You can tell he cares about his friend. Even though he acts kind of like that, like, party boy, doesn't give a shit kind of energy, you can tell that he actually does give a shit. That it's... It's more, he's loosey-goosey with mm -hmm. a heart of gold. It's one of those kind of things. Because he does care. So that's my two things for, for why I like it. Yeah. Proudly Canadian movie. Yeah. Like, the, it doesn't bother hiding it. It doesn't pretend to be New York, but really be Toronto. So I like, I love that. And then the other thing is just performances. Everybody it, who's in it is great. Um, there are some things that have, I detract from it now. That I, like, there's been some controversies about 
how they handle like equity and inclusion and stuff like that, which kind of make me sad because I never noticed them initially, but I wasn't really looking for them. But I so. think that's that's what happens all the time when you really look Lack at diversity. When you look at a lot of comedies and stuff, you look people, hard enough. People aren't yeah. fixated on making everything inclusive. Like they have a story in mind, and that's what they want to tell. And if a person who is if like the crew and the people directing people writing the people who create the initial idea are of a certain religion yeah. or a certain race there's a natural bias yeah. that's going to occur you're not going to have the perfect film where you have a gay character a, a character of each race you're going to have yeah, someone that's tokenism. With a like exactly that's you're not going to have there's something a there's a line you're not going to yeah because you risk, I wasn't you risk about having that. something like that. You risk having there tokenism are, if you jokes, have too much of a good thing. There are jokes at the expense of people with disabilities in this movie, yeah. which I don't like. Um, but I that did happens no, with did, a lot of stuff. Didn't notice the, the first time. So yeah. So there you go. It's If you put a magnifying glass up to stuff, you're going to find stuff you yeah. don't appreciate and you don't like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your creme brulee put under a microscope has lots of bacteria on it. That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I think it's a great movie. Yeah, same for me. I, I enjoy it. I, I, for me, there's a certain, like, feeling I get when I'm watching it that I, I told you, I've compared, uh, Broken Hearts Gallery of, like, ten, because it's about ten years apart. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I hate to break they, your heart, for ironically. Me, for me, they have the same energy for me. I don't remember, I know I've seen it, I don't remember anything about Broken yeah, Hearts Yeah, meanwhile, Gallery. I loved it. I really I did. I can't tell you. Um... But yeah, for me, they gave off the same energy. So for me, that's... Indie Canadian? <laughs> well, they're one? in New York in Broken oh. Hearts, but oh, they... Oh, sorry. Indie... But they give me... Fake Canadian? No, they give me the same energy. Um, like, th not just the love story itself, but that it's a, it's different. It's not the... Slow burn kind of... Yeah. It, it's a... It, I, I can't even describe it other than saying it's different than the norm. It indie. has more of an indie feel. That's the best way I can it's describe indie. it. It's Okay, now on to the Fan Theory Fight Club, which I'm really excited about. And I will keep it brief. Okay. So, the fan theory that we will be uh, discussing is to do with the movie It. Do you want a balloon to it, Georgie? I'm not supposed to take stuff from strangers. Oh, well, I'm Pennywise the dancing clown. Pennywise? Yes, meet Georgie. Georgie? Meet Pennywise. <laughs> now we aren't strangers, are we? Specifically, it from 2017, and then I think it was like 2019, which was chapters it, one, chapters and two. one and two of the new version of it. Now, the connection for this fan theory is a connection to Stranger Things. Now, oh in Stranger Things, Sean Astin, who plays right, Bob... Sit tight, is what you're saying? Bob, in Stranger Things, who is Sean Astin's character, who okay. is with Joyce, who is Winona, Winona Ryder. Ryder. Yeah. At one point... Um, this is what, season two? Yes. Um, at mul multiple times in the show, anyway, they reference Stephen King's work, or just Stephen King in general. Okay. But um, the story itself suggests that Pennywise is a part of their universe in some way, a part of the Stranger Things universe. And this is why. So Bob, who's Sean Astin, at one point comforts Will Byers, who is Noah Schnapp. Um, I don't know if that's Which how you say it. Which is Winona Ryder's kid. Yes, who's supposed to be her son. So his potential stepson. Yes. Got and it. he comforts him by telling him how he confronted a clown in his nightmares called Mr. Baldo, is what he calls him. Um... And he says that Mr. Baldo would offer him balloons and was feeding on fear. 
and was feeding on fear. He specifically says this, much like Pennywise does in the It movies. Um, Bob also says that it was a dream, which also occurs in It. All of the adults, even in the second chapter, they think it's a dream, what they experienced as kids. They think it's a nightmare they had. They think it's all a dream. They don't remember that this actually happened to them. Is that true? Yes. I don't remember this in chapter two at all. Yeah, because they, they all move out of the town and they all think it was a dream, that it didn't actually happen. That it was it was stuff that they you had nightmares about, but they didn't think it's real. Okay. And as soon as they remember dairy, they have it all come back, and it's stressful for them. Anyway, that's not the point. Well, yeah. Um, so Bob says it's a dream, but that's the same in dairy. They say it's a dream, too. But in addition to that, Bob is from Maine, which is where Derry is. Derry's in Maine. Lots of homage to, yeah. to uh, Stephen King there. And okay. he would have been a child, because it's set in the 80s, he would have been a child around the time that the actual Pennywise stuff would have been happening in the 1950s. Okay. Um, so the timeline works. And there's also an additional thing. This isn't necessarily part of the theory, but some really keen fans on this theory and fans of it, as well as Stranger Things, have even compared the fact that Finn Wolfhard has almost identical, if not identical, dialogue in Stranger Things than his character does in It, suggesting, like, alternate universe Which stuff. Finn Wolfhard? The one that's really unattractive now, but was a cute kid. Mike. Okay. People, like, swoon over him. They think he should be, like, they think he's, like, the ten- Did, did you say he was an attractive person now, but no. unattractive? Other way around. Yeah. I thought he was a cute kid. Okay. He looked like a cute little boy. Is he the boy. one with, like, kind of the shaggy hair? Yeah. Okay. Black, oh, dark Mike, hair. Oh, that's with Eleven. Yeah. Okay. Boyfriends lie all the time. That one? Yeah. Okay. You don't say it, Mike. Yeah, that. Yeah. You can't even write it. That was so much. Anyway, my my whole thing is, that's the that's the theory that's connected to Stranger Things. I'm eating this up. I freaking love this theory. It's because you love both of these things. Yeah, you I just eat want this to up. Bridge, you want to bridge the world. That matches perfectly, Chelsea. He'd offer them balloons, and he feasts on their fear. Are you freaking kidding me? And he's bald. Freaking, it's bald. It is bald. Is it? It is, is bald. It? He only has hair around his head. He's bald. He's creepy. Plus, he manifests to whatever you're fearful of, so his clown would change over time. Alright. So do you buy it? Because yeah, sure. I buy it. I buy the shit out of this theory. I don't even know who created it. I love it. I'm down. It works for me. Put me in that bandwagon. It works for me. I feel like if I said no, I might get hurt. I feel like the wine so. got to me. I got, like, really excited. You're very jittery. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful theory. I'm the one with the steady hand. Beautiful <laughs> theory, and it only took, like, five minutes to explain, yeah. so I'll give you I love full points. I'm down for it. Full Give me another points. one like this. I'm, I'm gonna do another. Okay, um, so now we're on to the Twist the Sister segment, which you have to twist me on. Oh, no. But this is this is one of those situations where I told you. What it's am like I an, trying to twist it's, you on? It's like an E.T. thing. Like, I feel lukewarm about the film. So it shouldn't be too hard to twist me. We're going to be talking about The Shape of Water. When he looks at me, the way he looks at me, he doesn't know what I lack or how I am incomplete. He sees me for what I am as I am. happy to see me every time every day now I can either save him
Ja. How can you not love The Shape of Water? I told you I feel lukewarm about it. Like, how can you feel lukewarm about it? This movie starts in the first five minutes with a deaf woman getting in a bathtub and shocking you completely out of your skin. Do you remember what happens in the first five minutes? I'm pretty sure I do. Yeah. Like, I never... I, I was so flabbergasted, I just started to laugh. You were so... It's, it's, like, so supremely set up. You're, like, You're getting, Whoa. like, these 50s nostalgia waves on you. Everything is, like, in, in this, like, retro-futurism colors of green and blue. Like, it's supposed to be, like, this is gonna be the future and all of that. And, and she gets in this bathtub and you're like, oh, she's just gonna have this beautiful bath and it's just going to be, like... You know, Why are you getting really British? Like, is she in England? What? She's gonna have this beautiful bath. And and she's just gonna, like, throw her hair back, and it's gonna be just so, and just precise, and just perfect. And yeah. then she, she does... What she does. She does herself, yeah. She oh, does, God, Charles, yeah, don't do she that. Does, uh, she makes sure God. that... She, she makes sure that she's happy. She finds the shape of water, let's just oh, say geez. that. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, this movie's fantastic. I, I it's It's so... I can't even begin. Like, it's Golden Age Hollywood set. It's beautiful. Like, cinematography alone, it is one of the more beautiful pictures I've seen in a long time. Yeah. It is... Well, you and I both love Guillermo del Toro. I even did a presentation on him for school, and it was crazy. His childhood was Have you seen Pan's Labyrinth? No, you wanted me to watch it once. Oh, Pan's Labyrinth is a great movie, and arguably the best movie he's ever made, and I think it was one of his first, really. It so. was his first big one. I um, I saw, saw it in the theater. I saw a different Shockingly. movie that he did, and I can't. It was a Spanish movie I watched because I watched it for Spanish class, and I can't for the life of me remember what it is in Spanish, so I know what it Could is. Could be in Pan's English. Labyrinth. No, it's not Pan's, Pan's Labyrinth. Labyrinth is in Spanish. No, 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 no. I watched. No, my, my teacher didn't want to watch Pan's Labyrinth. Told you, she loved Ricky Martin, and that was about it. I had she the same Spanish teacher. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. She loved Ricky Martin, so it was all going to be happy. Ricky yeah. Martin, Enrique Iglesias, J Lo. That's the only thing we were watching, yeah. and we watched uh, <laughs> El, El Orfanato, the orphanage, which I, I loved that, that. That was a good horror movie. That was the only. That was the creepiest thing she let us watch. It I was haven't great. seen that. There's a lot of good Spanish horror movies. Anyway, so we, we, back we, on track. Shape yeah. of Water. Every single person in this film is a character actor. Every single one of them. There's no star, I would say, in this film. Or, I mean, there are stars. It's an ensemble, for sure. Yeah, every single person is a character actor, and you've seen all of them. Even even the villain. I think he might be the... No, maybe Octavia Spencer is the biggest star. Anyway, every single person is a character actor, regardless of, of whether or not they're slightly more famous. And they are amazing in it Hmm. they they play wildly different characters and yet at the same time they're all with the exception of course of the villain of this movie they're all in some way um underdogs or or oppressed in some form in their world and the one that that and then of course the villain is played by uh michael shannon he is like toxic masculinity He's he's malevolent. He's shoot first, ask questions later. He's white as a default. Like everything is to him white, and that is the perfect world. He doesn't see difference as a good thing and diversity as a good thing, which um, is a lot of what happens in society. It's a it's a good representation of what happens in society. Yeah. And this whole because movie is society an is uncomfortable with change. Yeah, you know this whole movie they is like what they like, an and they don't want to touch other things. I've heard a fan theory. This I know it's not a fan theory Fight Club, but I've heard a fan theory and a lot of stuff that has backed it up since, which makes me think maybe it's not a fan theory but just reality that The Shape of Water 
the main love story is an allegory for um like interracial relationships yeah which holds up perfectly in my opinion uh and i mean they talk about homophobia in this film they talk about racism they talk about just intolerance in general and bigotry and and there's even one point like if you if you question for a second where this movie is lying in terms of like racism and who's the good guy and the bad guy and where we're falling on this issue um zelda who's played by octavia spencer she's a black actress uh if you don't know octavia spencer shame on you but but still um she's talking to michael shannon who is a white actor and is he white I'm Michael always thought, I've always thought Michael Shannon was mixed race, but I guess not. Anyway, in this, he's very clearly playing a white character, and uh, they're talking to each other, and he goes, he's talking about God, and he says, well, he looks like me, maybe even you, but probably more like me, which is, like, sexist and racist all in one fell swoop. Yeah. And, um, I, it, I mean, it can be a little bit obvious in some, of, some ways, but at the same time, the story is so rich and unique that you forget some of the otherwise, like, heavy-handed hitting you over the head with the message. Yeah. And then you look back at it and you go, well, yeah, I can see that. It's just so expressive. And so I... How, how could you hate this movie? I don't hate how the movie. How could you feel I lukewarm? Told you. I told you. It's I not the shape of lukewarm water. It's... 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 Come on. Okay, explain to me. I, I can't wrap my head okay, around Okay, so for me, I like that it's a little eccentric. You know, it's unique. Like, most of Guillermo del Toro's creations and projects, it's very unique. It's very his voice. You Like, he's got a very clear uh, tone in his films. Much like how you can tell a Tarantino movie. He's apart an from auteur other director. An auteur that has their motifs that are recurring. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like that. I also like the love story that happens i think it's quite sweet and i think it's very um uh open in a way with her being deaf and with him yeah. you know not being able to communicate at all yeah, it's ableism. very sweet that they fall in love because there is really there's the biggest communication barrier because even if he could communicate with her she couldn't hear him and if she could communicate with him but you know, she you don't. You very can't. Deeply. You can't guarantee he'd understand. But because there's an understanding and and uh, an openness between each each of the characters, their love story is able to grow and form into something quite lovely. Um, but the movie itself, the the villain in it, he it didn't feel Michael Shannon. Yeah, I've seen Michael Shannon as a villain. And he's either been terrifying or such a good villain that you're like, God, I hate that guy. You didn't hate him? And I, I hated I, him. I hate him in this, but I feel like, you know how you said you felt in Crazy Rich Asians how Michelle oh, Yeoh could have been enough? way more evil? Okay. Michael Shannon, to me, was basically just a, a racist, sexist dickhead. That's basically all he is. Not he, evil he does He doesn't do anything that's so bad that you're like, oh my God, he's the worst man ever. Like, you don't feel uh, that way at all. Yeah, he does. He does a couple things, but it doesn't amount to something Just a that, touch on the violent side. Like, like, you know that moment in The Little Mermaid, the cartoon, where Ursula literally comes out of the water as, like, a giant version of herself? Yeah. And you're like, holy shit, that woman's evil? You don't feel like Michael Shannon's that evil in this. You don't have Ursula don't coming have out Ursula of the water. Level. Holy shit. Yeah. You just have that oh guy's God. evil. Yeah, well... Um, so, because of that, the, the story itself, as a result for me... I remember the love story, and everything else kind of just blurs into the background. Um, 
because the love story was sweet, but the rest of it didn't stick with me, didn't, um, hurt me, or, like, it, 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 you can tell it's an allegory for, um, interracial relationships and understanding and stuff yeah. like that. Yes. You can tell that very clearly, but I feel like... Especially if you're looking for it. Like, yeah. Knowing, oh, yeah. Knowing it, me going it, back... It's constant it, within it, if you're looking for that, But I wasn't. When I first saw it, I yeah. came in just took a face value. Yeah. But because of that, it's something that, you know, I, I don't know if it's because I already recognize that, that, that hatred and people not willing to be open and willing <laughs> to have change. is your first language? No. <laughs> like, knowing that that is prevalent in society, because I already know that, I feel like it kind of fell on deaf ears with me. Like, someone who was really hateful, if they watched it, they might find it to be a much more transformative experience for them. To be I don't more think open. they would have got the message. Exactly. You have the you have people who already feel this way, like me. It, it could end up feeling Just like a experience. Clarifying people who already feel this way, and by that you mean open to you know interracial relationships, acceptance okay. in society, acceptance mm -hmm. of each other, kindness, love. You know, just being open. Yada yada yada. Yeah, yeah. that is something that I already believe. So, for me, the movie, the love story stands out because it's unique. The story itself, I already kind of believe it. So, I feel like that's why it feels lukewarm to me because it doesn't feel like it's such an impact on me because I already agree with it. Fair enough. So, I think that's why it felt more lukewarm for me. Otherwise, it's a perfectly good movie. It, I think it's just, it felt lukewarm because I already agreed with what he was saying. The message was already in me. Yeah. So, it didn't feel like, whoa, that was eye-opening. Like, I didn't feel a huge impact from it. I, I, um, forgetting the message, it's still a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Take the message out. I just want to be clear. It's a great movie all yeah, the way is. around. It is really good. Um, but yeah. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily twisted. I, I told you, I feel lukewarm about the movie. I still feel lukewarm about it because what you already mentioned is what I already kind of felt about it being the allegory. Um, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Watch all of these movies. Watch the F word or what if. Um, watch it chapters one watch and two. Watch the shape of water. It's like and watch the, the shape of water. I, I I it's one of the, in my opinion one of the best movies that came out that year. It yeah. did, it, did it win the Oscar? If it didn't, it should have. I don't think it did. Or Guillermo won the Oscar. Somebody won something that was Guillermo highly nominated. He usually wins, and for good reason. I thought it was a fantastic yeah. movie. It was good. And Me all and filmed in Toronto, so representing, you know, GTA. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Representing that's Canada. <laughs> right. A. Right. I, for, I forgot that's what we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> it is... Where was it filmed? Uh, some I parts mean, of it were in Oshawa. Yes. One House was in Oshawa. And it's so funny because friends of mine that have seen the movie are terrified to go in parts of Oshawa now. <laughs> well, for good reason. And, and they had parts in Port Hope as well, I think, in Chapter yeah, 2. I love that. The whole field. I love that. No, that's the first one. I love that. I love that so much. I love that you can have stuff like that. It's like when you watch Schitt's Creek and you know that you can go to, like, Stoneville and, what is it, Guildwood? During the pandemic? You can go there and you can go, Guildwood. like... Guildwood. Goodwood. Oh, Goodwood, yeah. Yeah. You can go over that way and pretend that you're friggin' David Rose and stuff like that. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, people are like, oh my god, a horror movie was filmed here. We must be cursed. No. Yeah, Port Hope, Oshawa, and Riverdale. You yeah. know where Riverdale is, right? Like, I've taken you to Riverdale in Toronto. God knows. You... Yeah, I took you th oh, Whatever. 
I don't know if you've taken me there. You haven't been Remember like, we're I, now in Riverdale. I basically said we could drop a body down here. Oh, Riverdale. that's now Riverdale. You know I know exactly where we were now. Yeah, now you know exactly what I'm talking about. Some of the scenes where I was like, this is where... This is where the bodies yeah, are. This is where the bodies are. But yeah, so I hope you enjoyed the episode this week. Go watch these Canadian movies. Mm-hmm. Well, Canadian is... I feel like that's a bit of a stretch. It's not... Well, it's they're, fi- they're filmed Torontonian. in Toronto. Torontonian. Torontonian okay. movies. Torontonian movies. The F word, what fair. if, it chapters one and two, and The Shape of Water. Yeah. A. A. <laughs> okay, have Film a great day, everyone. A. Bye. Later.